Hello and welcome to another edition of 20-Minute Health Talk. I'm Rob Hoyle, in for Sandra Lindsay. We often called it cold and flu season, but the fall and winter bring with it a whole host of respiratory viruses. Of course, COVID-19 and the flu remain top of mind for many. But equally important to consider is respiratory syncytial virus, RSV, a virus that most children get by the time they're two. These viruses can cause serious illness, hospitalization, and even death, especially in young children, older adults, and people with chronic health conditions. Now, if you're feeling a tad overwhelmed, you're not alone. The good news is that there are safe and effective vaccines available to protect against all three of these viruses. In this episode, we'll discuss who should get vaccinated, what protections are available, and the benefits of each. Joining me to help us walk through it all is Dr. Eric Asher, a seasoned family medicine doctor from Manhattan's prestigious Lenox Hill Hospital. He'll be breaking it all down for us, ensuring that we have the knowledge to make the best health choices for you and your loved ones. So grab your notepad and pen, because this is a conversation you won't want to miss. Last week, we did a deep dive on the newly approved RSV vaccine and monoclonal antibody. You can find that episode in our feed, but RSV is just one of several viruses that health officials expect to see a lot more of in the coming months. So this fall, we're recommending that people get the COVID vaccine the flu vaccine, and if age appropriate, the RSV vaccine. Anybody six months of age or older should get the flu vaccine as well as the COVID vaccine. It doesn't matter how many or how few COVID vaccines you've received in the past. We're still recommending the new COVID vaccine this fall. And the RSV vaccine is recommended for those who are 60 years of age and older or pregnant women who are 32 to 36 weeks. In late 2022, the three respiratory viruses Dr. Asher just mentioned hit all at once. It became known as the triple-demic and led to high case counts and hospitalizations. We asked Dr. Asher if healthcare systems are expecting a similar surge this winter. Yeah, as a healthcare system, we're very much prepared for a similar surge. What makes this tricky is COVID, flu, and RSV all present very, very similarly. So it's hard to, in the moment, differentiate which virus somebody's infected with. Uh, So we are certainly cautious about what this season will look like. We know that every fall season, we always expect to see some sort of surge. Right now, we're seeing an uptick in COVID and flu, and I very much believe it is because folks are tending to gather a little bit more and traveling more than they have been in the past. Uh, We also know that the new vaccines are still very new in circulation, so not uh, as many individuals have been vaccinated yet. But I think this is a great opportunity to, if you haven't gotten your vaccine, whether it's COVID or flu, you speak to your healthcare provider and try and schedule that appointment. The CDC recommends anyone who is either unvaccinated or previously received the COVID-19 vaccine before September 12th of this year to get the updated vaccine. Now, when it comes to the flu vaccine, Dr. Asher shares the optimal timing. Yeah, so we usually see flu get a little bit uh, stronger and and more frequent around the winter time, and it usually has been lasting into the early springtime. So we know with the flu vaccine, there's usually a, a good six months of coverage. Because we usually see an uptick late October, early November, I always think it's best to be fully vaccinated by early mid-November. And 
are fully vaccinated means that you've had your vaccine two weeks before you intend for it to kick in. So after you get your vaccine, it takes about two weeks for your body to develop the uh, the immunity to the virus. So if you get your vaccination November 1st, by November 14th, you're going to be covered and, and as protected as possible from the immunity from the vaccine. And I think that's important because as we approach the holidays, when there are more gatherings and people are traveling more and there's holiday parties, whether it's family or office or friends, you know, we're going to see a spread. So having that protection before that is ideal. Asked if it's safe to get both the COVID-19 and flu vaccines at the same time, Dr. Asher had this to say. Absolutely. Uh, as long as you get it, uh, if you are going to get it on the same arm, about an inch apart, just so you know which one's above and below um, in case there's any sort of rash after vaccine. But that's very rare. Side effects of the vaccines are very, very similar if you're going to present with any side effects at all. And it wouldn't be different to any other vaccine that you've received in the past. We know that with flu vaccines, reactions are very, very mild if present at all. And with the COVID vaccine, it would be very similar to how you reacted to your prior vaccines. Just sent my sister for her vaccine. She got them both on the same day, same time, just an inch apart in the same arm. Uh, and she was able to sleep well that night and go to work the next day. I myself have gotten both my vaccines. With my flu vaccine, I had zero reaction. My COVID vaccine was a very similar reaction to uh, ones that I got prior. Giving more than one vaccine at a visit, also called co-administration, is a common medical practice and recommended by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, the CDC studied the safety of getting both a flu vaccine and an mRNA COVID-19 vaccine at the same visit. A recent study by the CDC showed that folks who do get both the flu vaccine and the COVID vaccine are at slightly higher risk of having side effects, but these side effects are very mild and no different than what you would have experienced with a COVID vaccine prior, maybe just a little fatigue, a little discomfort in the arm the next day, a little headache, but very manageable and typically don't last more than 24 hours. And what I always let the patients know are as, as a provider, there's no reason why I would ever put a patient in harm's way. These vaccines have been studied. They've been tested. Millions of people have gotten them all across the country, and everybody has done very, very well. And the vaccine offers significant protection, he explains. We know that with the vaccine, you have a very high likelihood if you are infected with COVID, it's going to be very mild. You're not going to end up in the hospital. Very, very, very unlikely to end up in intensive care. And studies are coming out that there's also a decreased likelihood of long COVID. So it is very, very important to be vaccinated because we know that the benefit of the vaccine definitely outweighs the risk of any sort of discomfort for 24 hours from the vaccine. While the flu vaccine has been around since 1945, this year saw two brand new vaccines emerge, one for RSV, the first ever, and the other is the latest COVID-19 booster shot. Those who qualify for the RSV vaccine Again, that would be pregnant women at 32 to 36 weeks and those older than 60 may wonder if they can get all three at once. Absolutely. You could get the COVID vaccine, the flu vaccine and RSV all at the same time. 
vaccines are broken up into different categories, whether it's a live vaccine or an inactivated uh, vaccine. Live vaccines have actual components of the live virus. Inactivated vaccines have inactive components of the virus. And you have to be very careful about the type of vaccine mixing. But COVID vaccine, flu vaccine, and the RSV vaccine are on the same category, so they're totally safe. So it's very important to stay up to date on these vaccinations because we know over time, the immunity that you gain from the vaccine will decrease over time. We know that one of the special things about viruses is that they're always changing. So if you think back early on in the pandemic, we had many different variants and different versions of COVID. That's going to be here forever. Similarly, the flu virus changes every single year. The current variant of COVID-19 circulating is called XBB.1.5, a recent descendant of Omicron that emerged earlier in 2023. The dominant flu strain is influenza A. H3N2. Our scientists and chemists create a vaccine for us with the most likely predicted sort of mutations in the virus that we expect would infect our populations based on what we've seen affect other populations six months prior. So it's really important to remember that the viruses change, your immunity that you get from the vaccinations change, and the immunity from the viruses decrease over time as well. So we suggest any of our patients who actually were infected with COVID or were infected with the flu, wait a couple of weeks, you know, eight to 10 weeks in most situations, and then go for your updated vaccine. Because if your body has any bit of immunity to fight it, we'll let it fight it. And then over time, you get your vaccine. So you have that extra layer of protection. Unlike the COVID-19 vaccines from the fall of 2022, the latest mRNA vaccines developed by Pfizer and Moderna are monovalent, meaning they are designed to protect against just one variant, XBB.1.5. So there is a Pfizer shot and there is a Moderna shot. They're both mRNA shots and they're both effective against this XBB.1.5 strain that we're seeing. Um, we also know that we're at a, a time period where we're able to mix and match these vaccines. So if you received Moderna prior, you could get Pfizer. I personally have gotten all Pfizer shots, and then this most recent one was Moderna. So we know that there is a comfort now of, of this mix and match concept, um, which we only hope would give a greater level of protection. We asked Dr. Asher if the side effects for this new booster shot are expected to be the same as prior mRNA vaccines. Side effects are expected to be the, the same. I have had anecdotally a lot of patients tell me that they were fine and able to go to work the next day. So it didn't hit them the way that the earlier vaccines did. And that's probably because our bodies are building a little bit of memory to what this sort of vaccine looks like and how our body is to respond to it. As COVID-19 continues to mutate, researchers are developing new vaccines to combat the virus. But will the new COVID vaccine join the flu shot as an annual immunization? We asked our expert. I predict that annually we are going to be rolling up our sleeves for a COVID vaccine and a flu vaccine. I think that we're headed to a place where, fortunately, uh, COVID is now becoming an endemic as opposed to the pandemic. So we're able to know that these vaccines are going to give us that coverage and immunity to last us through the season. And likely because of the way that virus has changed, it's going to change every year. With a lot of overlapping symptoms between these three viruses, Dr. Asher says testing is critical. 
testing is still very, very important. And our offices here have swabs where it's one swab that will test you for COVID and flu um, and other viruses. So very important to speak to your healthcare provider, especially about you know the most appropriate type of test for you. So all viruses present with the sort of chills and fatigue, body aches, temperatures that get super high and then super low and kind of go on that seesaw pattern. Early COVID, we were seeing a lot of loss of taste, a lot of loss of smell. Um, then later on in COVID, we started having pink eye. And then later on in COVID, we started having really intense body aches and, and very, very through this whole process, very severe sore throats, sore throats like folks haven't experienced with other viruses prior. So it seemed like symptoms on the most part were amplified, but what makes this tricky is some folks respond very differently and have very little to no symptoms. So when I have any patient who, who lets me know that they've been having a cough or a fever or you know symptoms that sound viral, I think it's always safest to just get tested for COVID just to make sure that you have the peace of mind that you're not going to spread it to anybody else. He added that starting with an at-home test is always ideal. Because that means that if you do potentially have COVID, you have the less least amount of likelihood of going out and spreading it um, while you're out and about uh, in a pharmacy. Um, if not, then definitely speak to your healthcare provider. Uh, seek urgent care. I know our pharmacies are selling them as well. Um, so very important to get tested. Even a faint positive line is a positive line. So definitely call your provider to speak about symptom management and if you be um, a candidate for an approved medication. Diagnosing the flu and RSV is also done using a nasal swab, but typically requires a visit to the doctor or urgent care. Northwell Labs recently launched a concierge service to administer nasal swabs in the home, which can detect COVID, flu, and RSV all at once. We'll speak with the team behind this new offering in an upcoming episode. If you are diagnosed with one of these conditions, there are treatment options for each. For the flu, it's an antiviral drug called Tamiflu. There are antivirals that we do have available for folks with the flu if they qualify. And again, very important that you reach out to your provider so that they would prescribe a medication within the first five days of diagnosis. It's a very slim selection criteria for those who uh, would be approved to have that medication. Now, there are a few antiviral treatments for COVID-19, including Paxlovid, which is prescribed within the same time frame that Dr. Asher described for Tamiflu. These medications for COVID are best, um, most effective if used within the first five days of being diagnosed. That's also very important to remember as well. The medications don't come with a lot of side effects, but it is important to talk to your provider just to make sure that they're aware of all the different other medications you're taking in case there is some slight interaction. But aside from that, it's very important to remember all of the over-the-counter cold and flu medications that you would take for any cold or flu that you had even prior to COVID season. As we discussed with Dr. Mandeep Kanth in our last episode, the first ever RSV vaccine received FDA and CDC approval this year and is now widely available in pharmacies and doctor's offices. There's also a new immune therapy available at pediatrician's offices in limited quantities. That therapy is called nirsivimab. Beyond vaccines and treatments, Dr. Asher reminds everyone about the importance of supportive care definitely important to reach out to a provider, seek treatment. But the most important thing that a lot of patients are forgetting is that our COVID 
RSV, flu, they're viruses. We've handled them before. You want to treat them initially just like any other virus that you would have had even before COVID. So it's a lot of fluids, a lot of rest, a lot of tea, honey, lemon, chicken soup, all of those things that you normally would do for cold and any over-the-counter cold and flu medicine. As we wrapped up, we asked Dr. Asher what other precautions people can and should take. That's a great question. If if folks are in crowded spa- spaces and they hear sneezing or coughing, it's a great idea just to pull out a mask and place it on your face. Hand washing and hygiene is so, so important. We can't forget the good things and all those healthy practices that we learned throughout the pandemic. Um, hand sanitizer, uh, you know, sanitizing surfaces that are commonly used, hand washing for at least 15 uh, seconds uh, after touching a shared surface surface or, you know, sneezing or coughing into your hands. Um, So all really, really important things that are worthwhile to do this winter cold flu COVID season and every single day. Thanks again to Dr. Eric Asher, family medicine specialist at Northwell Health's Lenox Hill Hospital. While we all brace for what could be another triple-demic, I want all our listeners to remember this. There's one thing everyone can do to help keep themselves well and their loved ones safe. Get vaccinated. Coming up next week, we speak with three Iraq war veterans who were exposed to burn pits. Now, they're all participants in a trial which seeks to better understand the physical effects burn pits have on our veterans. Ahead of Veterans Day, we'll hear their stories, honor their service, and discuss what they hope comes from this trial. Until then, I'm Rob Hoyle for Sandra Lindsay. This has been another 20-Minute Health Talk.